Hey folks and welcome to episode 60. My name's Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we're talking about the phrase being grounded. What does it mean? How can we do it? Is it important? And I'm also going to be reviewing some of the articles that I found online about being grounded and how I would like to, hmm, what's the word I'd like to use here? Warn against simply googling something without um, getting a kind of like sensible take on it. I'm going to start with that. I'm going to start with this article I found. I was horrified when I read this article and it was one of the first that came up. So that's what I tend to do. I tend to just google if I'm doing a, a podcast on something, I'll write my own notes. I'll have a think about it over a few days and then I'll Google what other people are thinking and saying about it. Um, and usually I find that really interesting to get different perspectives because I can't think of everything. So it's nice to be able to bring as broad a spectrum of information to you as possible. However, when I was looking up being grounded, I came across some right rubbish. So I'm going to read this. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you what website this um, article is from simply because I'm not in the habit of being um, excessively mean or um, mean spirited about people in particular but I find this article in particular to be um, edging into dangerous right so here we go I'm going to read some of this it's essential that we remain grounded yes it is or at least that we try and remain grounded or at least that we know what it is so that if we don't feel grounded we can get back to that space our thoughts can whir round and round and our heads become so full it becomes difficult to concentrate or focus being grounded allows for any unhelpful or repetitive thoughts to drain away from us leaving us with clarity and purpose so that doesn't make any sense most people would benefit from being more grounded Sadly, when we're ungrounded, we're not likely to realise it as we're too focused on what is going on in our head. So that, that would be a true statement, I think. Okay, so here's, here's a list, right? How do you know if you're ungrounded? The list below provides most of the common symptoms of feeling ungrounded. Before I read this out, I would like to say that I thoroughly object to this list in almost in its entirety. So here we go. Feeling floaty. Finding it hard to concentrate, not being in the present moment, being overly caught up in thoughts and daydreams, being forgetful, being clumsy or accident prone, losing track of time, being easily distracted, feeling drained, not feeling connected to your body, your intuition or your emotions, not feeling able to move forward, unable to make decisions, not feeling connected to the world, losing track of things or of conversations. So... I thought, well, that is really interesting because a great deal of that list describes someone with ADHD, which I have, so I can speak about that from a place of personal knowledge. The only thing on this list that I would say is relevant almost exclusively to being ungrounded is the feeling of being floaty. So when we come out of a, a session, a healing session or a um, journey we've done ourselves, we feel quite floaty and almost like too relaxed that we're almost not in our body. What I would say there is, for any of us who struggled with anxiety, depression and stress for most of our lives, 
frankly, feeling floaty and up in the clouds for an hour is a really nice sensation and I suggest that you embrace that when it comes for you. Just make sure when you're ready to move back into the real world that you, you know, make sure your energy and your kind of focus is back and solid in your body rather than floating up in the clouds. But if that's a respite for you and it's something you're not used to experiencing, then take time with that, is what I would say. But what's really interesting about this list is that um, what this person says underneath is, it's important to remember that some of the conditions above can indicate problems with mental or physical health. And I would say most of these really don't have much to do with being grounded or ungrounded. Um, What I would say which this article doesn't say, which would be much more helpful, is that if you don't normally experience things like this, and then you do experience things like this unexpectedly, perhaps you're not grounded. Perhaps you have left open a channel um, that you need to close down. Perhaps you're kind of half in and half out your body you've not returned properly from a journey maybe so you would want to check in if these are unexpected come out of nowhere and you don't normally feel like that then just check in with your guides to see if it's you know un- being ungrounded what I would say is that other than feeling floaty which also can cause it can make you um, find it hard to concentrate otherwise this entire list is usually going to be about something else is what I would say about that so here's another list in the same article by the same person that tells us things that can cause us to become ungrounded now this list is dangerous and here it is physical accident emotional trauma childhood shock having an operation fear flying too much thinking not being present in the now excessive worry, anxiety, depression, sleep problems, watching horror movies, witnessing something horrible, too much daydreaming, bad nightmares, meditation, working as a psychic or a healer, spiritual development, discordant planetary activity, solar activity, leaving the country of our birth, childhood abuse, dealing with loss or grief, too much TV or computer time, believing the world is a scary place, unhealed emotions, very stressful lives, being overly caught up in the past and prolonged sleep problems. Now, of that list, there are certainly a couple of things in there that would cause you to become ungrounded if not carried out properly. For example, meditation or working as a psychic or a healer. If you don't ground yourself properly when you're finished, close down all of the connections that you've made, you know, make sure you're fully back in your body. Yes, that could make you feel ungrounded as could discordant planetary activity, as could leaving the country of your birth. That could definitely make you feel not very grounded. But otherwise, this list, if you're experiencing a hell a lot of things on this list, the last thing you need to be worrying about is whether you feel ungrounded. You're going to be looking at soul loss, power loss. You're going to be looking at PTSD or chronic long-term physical trauma, you know, there's so much more to this, to what would what we would struggle with if we experienced this list of things than becoming ungrounded. And this may feel like a bit of a rant, but I've been having a bit of a ranty week, I've, <laughs> to be honest. 
So then this article goes on to say, being grounded can help us to feel less anxious. That is true. But if anxiety is a chronic problem for us, then somebody telling us to be more grounded, what that actually does is it puts the blame and the onus on the person experiencing the anxiousness. Where often we do everything we can, we do everything we can to overcome our anxiety, our depression, our mental health issues, our fears, our blocks, our resistances, and it's simply impossible. So for somebody to say, oh, you're a bit depressed, maybe you need to be more grounded, <laughs> is is dangerous and blamey and unhelpful in so many ways. So be careful, is what I'm saying, guys. When you're Googling things, you know, because you've heard the word or you're looking, you know, for help with things, just be careful about what you read because some of this is just absolute crap, really. So let's get on to a bit more. So that was how long in are we? Nine minutes in of me complaining about this article. And, and a lot of the articles, I've got seven open on my laptop and they're all much of a muchness. This one was by far the worst. And it's actually a shamanic practitioner website that I'm reading this from. So please be careful where you get your information. Please be careful that um, that when you're looking for things, you're getting the inf- you're getting correct um, information. It's very hard to do on Google if you're not sure. Find a group like mine where you have experienced practitioners who can support you to find the information you need. If I don't know what you need, I can help you find a safe um, resource for the information that you're looking for. Right. So being grounded. What are we talking about? We're actually talking about a feeling. We're talking about a, a rhythm. So I'll talk you through my experience of being grounded or not grounded. So when I feel grounded, I feel fully present. I feel like I feel concentrated. I feel able to give my attention to what's going on around me. I feel really able to not take things personally and I feel quite awake, calm, relaxed, focused. I feel quite solid and energised. When I don't feel grounded, that is different to other traumas that I work through, right? So I know when I'm having an ADHD flare-up because what happens is I start to over-function I get overly controlling. You've maybe listened to my podcast on the fact that I'm a recovering control freak. So I start to overly control. I start to blame people for things. And that's when I know that's nothing to do with being grounded. That's a trauma flare up. That's something coming up that I need to look at and deal with. However, when I'm not feeling grounded, my focus shifts almost in my eyes. I get like, Um, a wee mini pain it's tiny but it's just enough to let me know what's going on in my chest Um, I become slightly unfocused and I can't quite um, I can't quite I just don't feel quite present so that's how I know that I'm not grounded the other way that I know that I'm not grounded is when I'm I've got that floaty feeling when I'm up in the the earth in the earth the, um, the sky and I'm like oh la 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 this is so fabulous and you know what sometimes we need that Sometimes we need to be floating in the sky in order to allow our bodies to heal, in order to give our minds a chuffing rest from the absolute stress bag that life can sometimes be. So that in itself isn't wrong. 
but you can't stay there. So when I know that I've accidentally stayed in that space, I need to bring myself back physically into my body more fully. And how I do that, there's a few ways I work. I will have a nice bath. I'll put some stuff in it and read a book. I find that a very physical, grounding thing to do. I'll stick my head out the window or I'll go for a walk. You know, I'll get some fresh air. If I'm running short on time, just sticking my head out the window seems to work quite well as well. I'll go for, I'll walk the dog. I will have a cup of tea. It's very British. A wee cup of tea. I will watch something on Netflix or find something funny that has nothing to do with my work. Um, I will... What else will I do? Sing. I love singing. Singing I find to be very grounding. So there's quite a few different things that I do that I find quite useful. So let's break that down a little bit and I'll try and put it into kind of a list of things that are really good for when you're feeling that kind of ungrounded way. Now, actually, before I do that, what I want to say is that um, if you're not sure if you're feeling... So I've obviously went on a rant about the difference between being ungrounded and being in trauma because those are two very different things. But if you're not sure if you're ungrounded or in trauma, carrying out any of these steps will not hurt you. It will not It will not um, re-traumatise you. So don't worry. If you're not sure, you can do these steps anyway and you'll probably find them helpful. It's just that it's important to know that when you're in a trauma space, that's not because you're ungrounded and that you just need to ground yourself. That's that's kind of the important bit there. But in the beginning, when you're not sure of the difference, working on these steps will help regardless. So here are some things to think about that you can work with when you are feeling either ungrounded in trauma, you're not sure of the difference, or or both these are going to be quite helpful all right so food and drink food and water specifically so when we're eating and drinking we're physically brought down closer to the earth yeah the act of physical consumption of good quality food and water or in my case you know I said a cup of tea but you know water's probably healthier or herbal tea you know something hot but what that does is it activates our body and it makes us, it gives us a bit of a stronger, stronger physical connection to the earth. So when we're feeling that kind of weird floaty way or things aren't quite as um, steady as we would like, food and water or a hot drink are a really good go-to. Nature, spend time in the outdoors, make a conscious effort to spend time being nurtured by nature you know that time of quiet reflection can be a wonderful way to feel grounded and back in your body exercise so physical body good workout it's a really good reset releases endorphins into your body it's a really way to, it's a way to get kind of really really positive energy from physical movement and it's a really good way to ground yourself. Now I'm not talking about mad going to the gym for an hour a day or anything that you can't manage. My exercise is walking my dog 
I don't do yoga or tai chi or jogging or swimming. I walk. That's what I do. I've had a difficult relation with relationship with exercise. There was a time in my twenties when I was ripped, had muscles coming out of my ears, but that was another form of unhealthy, um, kind of over the top control that I had. Uh, it didn't last long, and now I'm. Uh, I, I just don't care. I'm like I know that walking is good for me. It's what I can manage without um, giving myself a hard time or starting something that I can't finish. And at some point in my life, I may well start to take up something like yoga or jogging or swimming, and that would be great. But at the moment, I walk my dog. I walk a lot. It keeps me fit and healthy. I'm happy with that as an exercise, and it's a really good way to ground. So when I say exercise, try not to have a... I mean, maybe I'm just looking at this through my own lens, but try not to have a trauma response to that word. Um, but just do what you can. If you have mobility issues, there are other things that you can do. Small arm movements um, or small leg movements or kind of small physiotherapy, ankle and wrist rolls can be really good. Just anything that kind of moves your body a little bit and, and gets that energy flowing is really good. Plant life, plants in the house can be really great. Working in your garden, caring for plants and interacting with them can be a really nice grounding thing to do. Brings us closer to nature. I said a bath already, but like a salt bath or an Epsom, Epsom salt or magnesium can be really good as well. They have um, restorative, can't say that word, properties. Um, a wee bit of like quiet meditation, if you meditate, can be quite a grounding thing to do. Although I find, A, I don't meditate very often, occasionally I do, but not very often. And if I do, when I'm not grounded already, actually it makes it worse to meditate. But some people enjoy meditating as quite a grounding exercise, so you can try that. So, those are some of the things that you can do. But one of the um, one of the reasons we can become ungrounded is the, the fact that we've got some issues that we haven't addressed as well. So in some cases, learning how to ground ourselves spiritually can be difficult because of like underlying stress and tension and resistance. So this is the other <laughs> thing that I read in one of these articles that said something like individuals are afraid to face the intense emotions that come with being present. Um, I'm like, aha, uh -huh. give yourself a gold star. If this is you, if you think, oh, I do feel a bit grounded, but I, I can't really manage, I don't really want to be grounded and in the present moment because it's too much for me. It's too intense. You're very lucky to have that sentience. You're, you're very lucky to be able to know that about yourself. Because when I was in that space of being afraid to face my emotions, of being, um, of hiding from my shame and hiding from all of the, you, you're not aware of it. It's not something that you can just decide. So what I would also say as well is that, um, what would I say about that? Yeah, step-by-step step addressing issues, gently, slowly, step-by-step step looking at things from your past can be a very useful tool 
and becoming more grounded in the present moment. But that is a long process. And again, when people make statements like that, it puts the onus back to the traumatised person to do the work themselves. And that's not always possible. That is why I do free healing circles, for example, or I do offer pay what you can healing sessions. Because while I I talk about radical personal responsibility all the time, radical personal responsibility also includes knowing when you need help and asking for it. So if you're struggling and you're not managing, find the help you need. Some people hear me say that and they say, I I don't have any money. I have no way to help myself. And, and what I say to that is, no, that's not true. Because what I offer for free absolutely can help you to very gently start to work with those um, underlying issues that we have. So, simply by listening to the episodes in this podcast, my free classes that I do in my healing circles, those are really good, gentle ways to start to um, be able to face some of the intense past issues that we hide from. Yeah, so grounding. It's a very important part of spiritual work. It's important in several ways. Being ungrounded means that so let's let's just go way back to being ungrounded for a second so now i'm talking to people who work with spirituality who know when they're ungrounded who know when who you know who know about this stuff it's a little bit more advanced maybe but if you're feeling ungrounded if you if you don't close your space when you're finished if you're feeling ungrounded constantly and regularly if you are feeling um, anything other than solid with your spiritual practice there are a few things that you need to know about that one when you don't close your space properly and make sure you feel grounded you can leave um, doorways open between you and what you've been doing and it can actually be really draining it can be sucking the life energy out of you the um, importance of closing space I talk about that in my free class all the time you must close your space when you're finished Make sure you're grounded and complete and that the universe knows that you're finished and you feel it in your body when that happens. If you don't do that and you're constantly in non-ordinary reality or you're constantly in sacred space or you're constantly in there all the time, you become unhinged from this space. You become untethered from this life. And you, a lot of people think that that's spiritual. A lot of people think that be, becoming untethered from this body and this life and being floaty and spacey and, and constantly in non-ordinary reality or whatever the hell you want to call it, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for you or the people around you or the people that you work with. When I stop working, I'm shut. I don't work when I'm not working. I'm not on all the time. Whereas you'll find people who are on all the time who are constantly giving messages or being involved in that kind of like world and that causes you to be ungrounded quite quickly I think it and it and it saps your life energy and usually if I may be blunt usually when when people are like that and and it gets to the point they can't manage anymore and they come to me for example for help 
Normally what we dig around in and get to the bottom of is that it was a numbing technique. They were numbing themselves with being ungrounded. They were numbing themselves by being constantly connected to spirit because it's easier to be connected to spirit than it is to look at your own issues. So sometimes people can be ungrounded deliberately. Now, deliberately, is that the right word? That's probably a bit blamey. So I'm going to rephrase that and I'm going to say sometimes people can be ungrounded as a numbing technique because it's easier than facing the difficult things that we need to face. That's a tough thing to say, but I have been that person myself. I know that that does happen and I know that the people who do it probably will miss this message entirely, which is okay, and that the people who don't do it will be worried that they are doing it. So... I'll try and address that super quick. If you don't close space and live a normal life between journey work, between spiritual experiences, you're probably not grounded and you're probably spending too much time separated separated from your earthly self and your earthly issues, which will not help you to move forward with your spiritual work. If you close space when you're done, even if you get the odd you know, it's okay to get the odd kind of thought or, you know, as long as it's not impacting on your day-to-day life, as long as it's not taking you away from the things that you need to be thinking about to live a full, connected, fruitful life, then you're fine. I mean, I still get intuitions. I still get, like, flashes of things that I need to know about. But the point is I'm not constantly on. So if you're unsure then you can go into the Facebook group and you can ask questions. We can have a discussion about it and we can make sure that people are clear on what that means and what it doesn't mean. Each of you, at the end of the day, will have to make that decision for yourself and decide what that feels like for you. So, grounding. Um, It's a simple thing to do, (laughs) really. It's about being connected to this realm. It's about being present, being here, being in your body, being alive, being engaged in life. It's about not being up in the clouds and, and pulled away from earthly issues. It's about closing your space properly when you're finished with a spiritual journey or a ceremony. It's about recognising the difference between sim- simple ungroundedness and deeper issues that, that need to be looked at and addressed quietly, gently, with compassion and kindness over time. Be careful about what you read on the internet because a lot of it's complete nonsense or at least is like kind of passively blamey and doesn't understand some of the deeper issues that people face is what it looks like to me anyway. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast slightly shorter than some others I've done but I'm okay with that I think that I think that the the subject matter was important I think that it's important it's important to talk about it and it's important to um know what being grounded means what it doesn't mean and it's important to know that some people talk total rubbish (laughs) so in a minute I will be giving you some exercises to do on grounding to try I've been through them already in this podcast but I'm going to give you one kind of step by step um, spiritual grounding technique that you can try and see if that works for you 
and I'm also going to suggest a journey as well. So if you go ahead and get a pen and paper and I'll see you in part two. Hey and welcome back to part two, our activities and journeys section. So the first thing I would like you to do this week is to go on a journey with your guide and ask to be shown the nature of being grounded. And what I would like you to do is especially focus on how this feels in your body. Take note of the experience so you can reconnect with this feeling of groundedness when you need it. You can recall the feeling of groundedness in your body. The second thing I'd like you to try is um, a combination of grounding exercises. Now, I've given you a list in the show notes of these, so you don't need to frantically scribble them down. The show notes are centerforshamanism.com forward slash 60. So here's a super quick list of things that you can do that will help to ground you, help you to feel supported in this grounding process. So first one is to focus on your pelvis, thighs, calves and feet and envision your energetic connection with the earth. Even if you're not standing outside, you just imagine yourself connected, your legs, your feet connected with the earth. Number two, close your eyes. Turn on all of your senses. Become aware of any pain or annoying sensations in your body. Breathe inwards, inhaling the pain or annoyance and blowing it out until it's gone. Then go through your five senses as you become completely aware of and in tune with your physical environment. And then bring awareness back. And after this, I recommend that you cleanse your space. You know, do some rattling and some saying to release any, anything that you've blown out into the room. Just make sure that that's gone. Number three, focus on your breathing. Super simple, but that really does work. Especially as you return from an experience like a journey or any healing work. You can Google lots, there's lots of different breathing techniques that you can try. I'm not a breathwork practitioner, so I don't have any specific guidance on that other than the one that works for me is to breathe in deeply and quickly and then to breathe a long, slow breath out. That's what I use but you might want something a little bit more in-depth than that, in which case you can do some research. Sit quietly and notice the, the sensations of support in your body, like where you're lying or the ground or the cushion or chair. Feel the contact points of your body, where you're sitting, standing or lying, and then kind of allow gravity to soften you and pull your awareness into the centre of your body. And then lastly, you can chant om or sing from your belly using deep vibration sound, vibrating sounds. That t t can take a bit of practice. But if you've come to any of my healing circles or um, workshops that I do, then you'll get a sense of how healing sound is. And it's especially healing and grounding if you can make the sounds yourself from your, from your own voice. So I hope you find this week's um, ideas useful when it comes to grounding. I feel like this week's podcast kind of reflects my mood a little bit. I have had some uh, really interesting 
and difficult conversations with a few people about um, subjects around cultural appropriation, around, I mean, one person tried to tell me that the four sacred directions were um, Native American and that I was appropriating their culture by talking about the four sacred directions. Now, that's just, it was a bit silly. I tried my best to have a conversation. It didn't work. I got annoyed. Um, I'm not proud of that. But I think that this whole week has been a little bit like that. I don't know if there's anything going on in the stars or the planets that make this week a little bit rattly or a little bit more difficult for people to have calm, measured dialogue. But I feel like my mood has definitely come through um, uh, in this podcast. So hopefully you take it in the spirit in which it is intended, which is to just inject a bit of common sense and discernment into some of the new age newfangled stuff that people say without um from a place of good intention but perhaps just without um knowledge or wisdom really so it's like knowledge without wisdom as i see that a lot knowledge without wisdom i'm sure i've been guilty of it as well but i just wanted to bring that up put it out there and say yes maybe i am more towards the edge of my comfort this week than i normally am and that probably comes through in the podcast But as you know, I like to be authentic. I like to say things as I see them. I like to be myself. I don't like to filter because I believe that we don't get a connection if people filter themselves and the learning is all in just being as honest and as upfront as possible. So that's me this week. Hopefully you're all feeling good and not as slightly on the edge of Crabbit as I am. uh, (laughs) I'll see you all in the Facebook group. As ever, I'm so grateful for you all for listening and for being here with us on Shaman Talk. And I'll see you all same time, same place next week. One last thing, I really encourage you to join my Facebook community. It's a beautifully safe space to discuss all things to do with shamanism and you are very welcome to join us in that community there. If that resonates with you, you'll find the link on the show notes for this episode. Much love and have a great day.